Hello, my name is Sun Moon Bay. I'm a physical trainer and host of the De La Fit podcast. And today I'll be a guest on the Modern Longevitarian podcast with host Scott Stanfield. Tune in, you're in for a real treat. Find your purpose. Find your purpose in life. If you don't know, continue to search. Um, because when you find and you know your purpose, it just, everything links together. Um, and don't be worried. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Continue to search for your purpose in life because the moment that you do, or if you know it already, everything else that is going to come to you, whether it is, it see, whether it seems like an obstacle or not, Trust me, your your whole mindset is going to change because you're going to know that you're on the journey of your purpose. Believe me, it is it's it's totally different. Even the individuals that you'll come in contact with, you know, you're going to you'll have a different perspective as to why. You know, relationships, you, you you'll have a different perspective as to who you are and who your partner is you know it's 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 freeing and it's empowering so definitely know your purpose if you don't know it do everything you can to find it you know sit down write out a list ask yourself questions about the the positives and your negatives but look for those positives and follow them this is the Modern Longevitarian Podcast, and I'm Scott Stanfield. I have the privilege and honor to interview some of the most successful people in the fields of human performance and longevity. You can listen to the Modern Longevitarian on your favorite platforms. If you like what you hear and you listen on the Apple Podcast app, please do me a favor, subscribe and leave me a great review. This is an amazing interview, and these are the three things of the many that stick out to me in this podcast. Number one, no matter what age you are, you can find and start your passion. Number two, go deep into that passion like Sun Moon did. He could have just become a trainer, a personal trainer. No, he became a master trainer. Number three, stick to your family's culture and press the pause button before you modernize, especially when it comes to your diet. If that has passed you by like it did me, and you'll hear about this in my high school lunch habits later in the podcast, realize that you are starting in your own unique place when it comes to your health. This journey is yours, so own it. Please enjoy this conversation with Sun Moon Bay. On today's podcast, we have the host of the De La Fit podcast, Billy's number one son, the body alchemist, master personal trainer, Sun Moon Bay. Welcome to the Modern Longevitarian podcast. What's going on? It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, man. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was actually on the Day Life Fit podcast 18 moons ago, 18 months and moons ago, right? It, no it doesn't seem like it was that long. It really doesn't. <laughs> no, no, no. And uh, so um, we're, we're doing a little role reversal here where I get to interview Sun Moon and, and ask him some questions. And so um, I'm really happy you're on the, on the show and we can dig deep into your story. So, uh, Sun Moon, I mean, you're a master personal trainer. I mean, 
how did you get to that point? And then we can even get more into other, other pieces of the puzzle, but how'd you get to become a master personal trainer? Oh, wow. All right. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm a, let, let me go back because this, this whole thing about how I even became a personal trainer, it, the whole journey to that, even how I started the podcast starts from, um, starts from how all great stories start, Scott, which is it, I met a woman and I fell in love with that woman. And I was like, I think I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And she broke my heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> so l- let me just um, um, go there because the truth of it is uh, I- I've always been very active. Um, I got that from my father. You know, I watched him growing up, uh, he, tons of calisthenics, push it, push-ups, pull-ups every day, and he he went to the gym. So, uh, and, and my father really liked to make that lifestyle fun. It, it, the way he thought of it was it's a challenge. He never um, made it a chore. And I think the, the one of my m- most earliest and more and most fun memories is how he used to have all of us uh, stand on his stomach while he would do deep breathing, kind of to strengthen his, his abdominal muscles. And, you know, we, we're, we're young and we're on, and he's like, no, stand up straight. And then he'll move and we'll fall on top of him. You know, just, just one of those real happy um, child moments. And I always wanted to be strong. I always wanted to be like him, you know, strong and fit. And it, it's the 80s. So every character I see, whether it's, it's pro wrestling, you know, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and, or, you know, uh, what, I think Rambo was big then, uh, you know, all these characters, they're ripped, yeah. they're strong guys, you know, and I'm like, I want to be like these individuals. Um, and it, slowly, you know, over time, I, I was always athletic. I ran track. Uh, I did a little bit of wrestling. But... Um, the journey to becoming the personal trainer didn't really start until I met this beautiful woman and, you know, we were dating and we were having a great time. And I was like really falling for her. I had been some tumultuous, tumultuous relationships prior. And I was like, man, you know, I think this woman is the one. And she was in a point in her life where she was really focused on her career. I, was still looking for my purpose. And that's, that's the flat out truth. I didn't know what my purpose was yet. Um, I knew I had some very good qualities, but I didn't know exactly what I was meant to do. And I'll never forget. She, we would have a conversation and she said these words to me that really started my entire journey. And she looked at me one day, we were having this conversation about uh, potential. And she said, sometimes I look at you and I think you're too old for potential. Now that's some, I don't, I don't know um, what the uh, language barrier is here on your, on your show. I don't know if you allow profanity or anything like that, but let's just say that's some grade A hardcore uh, Mike Tyson type of mm, to your gut. And, yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was a kick 
And of course, our relationship didn't last much after that. Uh, she went her way, I went my way, and I became very depressed, very depressed. I, you know, just remember being to myself and feeling very hollow. And I could hear those words all the time. You know, they just echoed in my head. And then I got to this point in my, in, in my, my apex moment, my, my tipping point where it was like, are you going to let that be true? Are you going to let somebody else tell you what your potential is? Or are you going to be what you know you can be? You know, it was almost like I could hear uh, the divine entity saying to me, are you going to listen to somebody else? Or are you going to listen to me? What are you going to do? And I, I created this whole thing for myself. I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a list and I'm going to work on that list and I'm going to accomplish every goal that I wanted to accomplish. And I started focusing on what are the things that I wanted to be? Who do I want to be? What do I want to become? Where do you want to spend the majority of your energy career wise? And that, that was a, a, a scary, but at the same time, very, very healing moment. So, you know, after, you know, accomplishing a few, few goals, you know, cause um, I started out by getting my, my driver's license. I'm on the East coast. I never really had to have a driver's license. I went from Philly to New York all the time. And you don't really have to have a car to live in the East coast. So, you know, I was like, I'm going to get my driver's license. That was my first goal. Got it. Now, mind you, at this time, I think I was about 35, all right? So I think 35, 34 is when I got my driver's license, okay? <laughs> got that wow. Got got that out the way, you know, because, again, I'm an East Coast individual. You know, you we had trains, buses, you know, you can, you can travel anywhere you want in Philadelphia, New York, without having to have, own a car. So I got my license. And then I'm sitting down, I'm thinking to myself, what do you want to do with your life? What do you truly want to do? What do you like doing? You've, you went to school, you went to college, you, you, know, you studied art, you um, interned in music studios. What, did, what do you really want to do with your life? And I started thinking about everything I like doing. All the good feelings I had came from working out, being athletic, being uh, physical, you know, in, in a positive sense, pull-ups, push-ups, lifting weights, because it's, it's a healing, it's a real healing feeling for me. You know, when you have anxiety and you're pushing and you're doing push-ups and things like that, and you, you know, your, your heart's pumping and the blood is moving and all of that, and you start to get to this calm moment, and you're like, I can, I can breathe again. Things aren't so bad. You know, life isn't like you think it is. It's, it's not on a downward spiral. You know, you're, you're rebuilding yourself. Because that's essentially what you're doing in the gym. You're rebuilding yourself. So with that being said, I decided I'm going to look for careers dealing with physical training. And that's how it all started. That was the start to me going back to school uh, and going to ISSA, the International Sports and Science Association, got my 
first certification to be a personal trainer. And then it was like, it was like I was bitten, you know, bitten by the bug of success. I want more. What else is there? They've got another certification. I'm going to get another certification to work with um, uh, uh, senior citizens. They've got one to work with children. Okay, well, I've, I've worked at my neighborhood library mentoring the youth. I want to do things with them. Oh, they've got another certification, you know, for strength and fitness, you know, to be a certified strength uh, um, coach and, and educator. Okay. And I looked up and in five, yeah, five to six years, I had all the certifications to get a master certification certification from them. And that's how my whole journey started. It's an amazing story, you know, and and we often, you know, well, what I was really thinking is that you probably need to send this girl a thank you card, right? For the motivation, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, even Tony Robbins asked a question. He goes, what's the worst thing that happened to you and how did it turn into being the best thing that happened to you? And this is, you know, I don't know if her telling you that you're too old for potential is one of the worst things that have ever happened to you, but it definitely was one of those things you turned into a positive for your life because, I mean, it defines, you know, I mean, well, this is what your vocation is. I mean, you're, you know, you, you know, I would imagine you train people, right? You're, you're, you train people or you have trained people at some point, but now you have a fit podcast, which, you know, the, with the slogan 360 degree of holistic fitness and health in one podcast, I mean, which is, that's a, I mean, that's a big mouthful, right? I mean, that's a, that's a lot of things to cover there. Um, and it so is. that's, that's a really cool story. And, um, you know, what, you know, you have to think, you know, it's a process to do that. And, and the world changes really fast when it comes to fitness and, and those things. What do you see different now in the gym versus what you learned in, um, you know, in these certifications? Wow. Um, is like you said, there, there's numerous things that have changed in the fitness world. Um, and it, and it's first let's deal with the fact of why there's so much going on in the fitness world um it's a living breathing entity you know it, everything we do uh where it comes to human beings is constantly changing uh i'll give you an example the calisthenics movement uh if you'd have been uh, the early start to youtube and and as people were getting used to that uh People started filming calisthenics movements and and doing routines and um, if you paid attention to a, a lot of it, it was started to uh, seem like a, the bulk of it was coming from New York City, like Brooklyn, New York, uh, Bronx, and all that. And because these individuals would just go around the neighborhood parks and do what they were doing way before social media, um, and, right. and calisthenics itself is not new. It just so happened that now more people who weren't necessarily into that specific form of working out now were like, wow, that's cool. That's really amazing. How did you get to that level? They had access to these new stars. Well, that's the fitness world. You know, just, just for example, you know, like yourself, you know, in, in, in podcasting and me in podcasting, Individuals we develop and our passion starts to show more than anything. 
man, you, how did you get into, you know, a podcast? How did you start your, your podcast, Scott? Well, I, you know, I uh, had a conversation here. I had a conversation here. And next thing you know, I developed my podcast. And, you know, one thing led to another. And that's why right. uh, the exercise, or I should say the fitness world, is changing all the time because the pe- people's passions and people's uh, searching to live healthier, to live longer, to live pain-free, that, that search is becoming more and more apparent. Mm-hmm. We're realizing that, you know, you're working, say, a 10, 15, 20-hour job, you know, what have you, for whatever reason, you know, you might be working two to three jobs, but you need to keep yourself intact. You know, you're working yourself to the bone and you're like, man, I'm not really living a life. So, you know, the fitness world has changed leaps and bounds because people's mindset are changing. We're realizing that in order to actually have a very, very positive life, we have to do more than just go to work, you know, and come home and eat. You know, we have to uh, think about what we're actually doing. We're not just leaving it to the doctors anymore, which is, which is a good thing because not to say that doctors aren't good, but who knows your body better than you? Your doctor is the person you can go to to, of course, help maintain and figure out the things that you didn't study, but you know what your habits are. You know, I, just, I actually just had a client recently. And uh, in my consultation with her, I said, I need you to list four things. One, I need you to tell me if you have any uh, pre-existing health issues. Two, I need you to tell me about all the uh, activities that you like to do that are active. I need you to tell me all the activities that you don't like to do. And four, excuse me, it's actually five. I said four, but it's five. Um, Five or four, I don't know which one I'm on yet, <laughs> but okay. I was like, uh, <laughs> tell me, tell me what it is that you're eating, you know, that your doctor says you should eat. And at the same time, I need you to tell me what it is that you're eating that you know you shouldn't be eating, but you're eating anyway. So with that whole thing is the fact of the, the client, she laughed And she laughed because she knew that she's like, okay, that means I have to be totally truthful. How many times have, you know, we heard from friends, they go to the doctor, that doctor asks them a question, what are you doing? They're like, no, I'm, 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 I'm living the best life possible. You know, I'm exercising, eating healthy. And doctor's like, really? And then they come and they talk to you like, yeah, man, you know, I had about eight chili dogs last week, you know, or I was, you know, at the game and I watched, you know, maybe not recently at the game, but, you know, I had a, a extra large pizza and all of that. These are the, the conversations, the real conversations that individuals aren't having with their physicians. So once we get, we're getting to the point where we're being honest with ourselves, you know, okay, I, I like cheeseburgers or I like potato chips a lot, a lot more than I should. How do I get control of this? And this is why the health industry is changing because we as uh, a people or or as a culture are waking to the fact that we need to do better. 
for ourselves and for our families. You know, cancer, you know, how many people have uh, lives have been claimed by cancer, you know, and other health uh, issues. We just had a great actor, you know, Chadwick Boseman, you know, he just passed away from colon cancer. You know, I mean, and it, it, it's so much going on. And not to say that he wasn't on his health game. I'm just saying that as a culture, we are now paying attention to the fact that there is so much we have to pay attention to our health. And that's why the fitness industry is changing so much. Yeah. You know, Chadwick uh, Bozeman's from South Carolina, which is where I'm from. And, uh, yes, sir. Um, the diet, the southern version of the American diet, I think is even worse than what people call the standard American diet. And, um, you know, my dad's best friend passed away from colon cancer. My uncle passed away. He was 60 in just a couple months from, uh, you know, or just a couple months over 60 from prostate cancer. And my dad had prostate cancer at age 55. My grandfather passed away cancer at age 62. And my mom had uterine cancer. She was in her mid-50s. And, um, you know, and the crazy thing about this is that cancer is, you know, preventable if you follow the right things and do the right things. You know, one of the big causes of colon cancer is is meat consumption. And I know that you're vegan and grew up vegan. And and, um, at least last time we talked, you were were plant-based. And and so – Maybe we can transition and talk a little bit about about that because it seems that you know you know with all the documentaries that are out there about you know the importance of being plant based and people like Rich Roll who's one of the fittest people on the whole planet you know and he's a he's plant based and you know those type of things it's um and heck I'm I'm and even when you look at you know I'm I'm almost 100% plant based now I'm probably like 90 95% plant based most weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then you even look at the blue zones, which is the populations, you know, these five areas of the world that have the highest populations per capita of people over 100 years old. All five of those diets are 90% plant-based or more, right? They're not less That's than true. 90% plant-based. And, and so maybe we can talk about the importance of diet because um, as I was doing research on, on this on the website where you've got your master's certification from, it said that, you know, fitness was 80% nutrition. So let's just talk about nutrition for a minute and we can, we can bounce around and pivot from there. I mean, cause we probably could talk for about four hours, probably you and me. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nutrition is, is wow. Nutrition is the majority of the, the whole target, the whole goal is proper nutrition and you know uh all the different documentaries that are out there you know and but and before i really get into it scott i do want to say this uh i don't advocate specifically for anybody any any particular diet i advocate for a person to eat the best that they possibly can you should get a, a good amount of fruits and vegetables, all right? It, to me, that's just uh, just paramount. You need those things, just like you need good water. You need those things. Um, 
I think in our conversations that we've had before, I've never, you, you won't catch me saying, you need to be vegan. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that for many different reasons, um, just because of the fact it's, it's personal and it's individualistic. You know, I know some individuals, they're like, listen, I can't switch totally to a total uh, plant-based diet because I have this and this and the only other place I can get this nutrient is from, you know, a fish or, you know, this particular animal or what have you. And I'm like, you know what? Do, do what you can do. The biggest thing is the fact of making sure that the majority of what we eat comes from, as I like to say, nature. One of my um, mentors used to say, come, you know, staying close to the earth. So plant-based, you know, having those, those greens and those, those different vegetables and those different uh, fruits and things like that. I mean, all of those are the nutrients that our bodies need. You know, there's a reason I always tell uh, a lot of my clients and a lot of individuals who are looking to change their diet, period. All those things that we get from the store, all those uh, supplements, all the things that we're, we're looking for that we need, they came from Mother Nature first. There's a reason why all there's all different colors of the rainbow, you know, where it comes to fruits and vegetables, because all of those are different nutrients. All of those are different things that our bodies need to help us. Now, are we getting the proper amount? That that is one of the biggest things, because so much has changed in our society. You know, um, when you look at farming, when you look at, first of all, the climate climate change and how uh, the issues that the earth needs to give us the proper nutrients. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things has changed over farming, over processing. You know, it's, it's very hard to stay, again, close to the earth when we're in a very, very capitalistic society, which is sell, 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 make money, make money. Right. So, right. Or, you know, the, or the fact that the vegetables and fruits that we see in a grocery store are the ones that travel the best and can be yes. shipped and, and without spoiling where we have, we, you know, versus a farmer's market 100 years ago would have 75% increased variety of fruits and vegetables in it versus what we see today. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, or, it's, you know, you, Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's I like just... you look at, you know, you look at like microbiome and, and, and plant diversity and fiber diversity that we're supposed to have in. And the fact that each generation has a third less of the diversity in the microbiome than the one before, you know, glyphosate slash roundup, you know, you know, type things in there. So when you talk about how farming is different than what it was. You know, that's why this is the modern longevitarian podcast, not the longevitarian podcast, because we have to figure out how to do these things in a modern world, you know, and exactly. I too, I too do not advocate a diet for anybody um, other than very similar to what you said, you know, majority, you know, uh, fruits and vegetables. And because I kind of lean more towards keto and I've been keto for four and a half years and I'm mm -hmm. trying to figure that out. You know, I'm so I'm mostly vegetables, right? So I'm making green smoothies that only have blueberries in them. I don't I do all fruit smoothies and 
and those type of exactly. things. And, and I was, I'm transitioning my diet in different ways um, from where I've been over the last couple of years because I've been meat heavy. And then when you see like, you know, Chadwick Boseman passing away and is, you know, at the, uh, he's young. I was a young man, right? You know, it's tragic mm-hmm. that happened. You know, when I'm only seven years from the age where, you know, my dad and his dad both can, got cancer for the first time. And so I've got to really figure those things out. Like, what am I, am I doing enough to get my genes to express themselves in a different way? And so my whole message is, you know, these are the pillars that, affect, that, that impact genetic expression. Start where you are and move the needle. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you what you should do and how you step-by-step program on how to do it. Now, if you want to know how to do a push-up the right way, like, yeah, I can tell you how to do that. But exactly. <laughs> that's not a, but, but I'm not going to tell you how many you need to do and how often you need to do it because you may hate doing push-ups like you just asked that year lady, right? You, you said, what yep. activities do you like doing? She may like running, right? She, she may like jumping rope and doesn't like, you know, push-ups and bench presses, right, or squats, right? Those different things. You're you right. Gotta find what people like and do that. And so we're in. We're we're definitely you know stepping our 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 foot in the area of of um you know customization and uniqueness for each one of us, right? Because we're all all unique, and you know it's ninety nine percent of our genes are the same, but but your belief systems are different. Like you grew up, I, I believe, right? Your family's from Morocco, right? Yeah. My, my family is Moroccan. We're, you know, we've been in the States for generations, but we've maintained a lot of our culture, you know, right. and, and our eating habits. Well, my, my family, my, I, I date back to the, um, the pilgrims on my mom's side of the family, all the way to the freaking, you know, like um, the Mayflower, Right. So okay. it's English. It, it, I mean, that's, I'm on 17 generations from that. You know, we have Irish in there. We have Native American. But we have – my family had zero traditional ways of eating. We were st- typically Southern American food, you know, black-eyed peas and collard greens and fatback and overcooked green beans and barbecue and burgers and steaks and pork chops and, you know, all that stuff, right? And so, now, but now, definitely, so that makes us that makes us completely different. And so, what works for you is not going to work for me because I'm coming from a different place. Is really what my point was, just to tie all those things up there. No, and and you're you're totally right. And and let's let's go back to that because um, I do have relatives who um, are from the South and have lived in the South. I still have relatives from the South. Let's deal with the fact of how that changed a little, um, also because. You you know, first of all, black eyed peas, collard greens, nothing wrong with those. You know what I mean? There at <laughs> one point at one point and, and this is how society changes. At one point, where were the healthiest people? They were in the South. Why? Mm-hmm. Be farming. The where's the food, where's everything grown, where's everything, you know, taken from? The South. All right, because it right. up in the in the in the East Coast, I should say, uh, up north, primarily a lot of factories at one point. All right, if my history serves me correctly. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you were going to go, you know, for us to the market, you had to go to the market, you know, go go and get the vegetables and things like that. But versus 
you know, individuals who come from the South, you know what to get. You know if it was uh, uh, farmed in the right way. You know, and there is a whole different mentality. Now, here's where the, the issue comes in, Scott. And this is, this is always to say if you look mostly in history. Progress. Mm, all right, you, you all are doing really nice. You're growing these vegetables and things like this. But guess what? You know, don't you want to live a better life, an easier life? And, you know, some, some individuals down there are like, well, what are you talking about? This is life. This is how we do things. Yeah, but, you know, look, how about if you could have this right here and it helps make it faster? You know, and, I, and I'm not talking about automation in the sense of, like, uh, helping to produce or grow the foods and vegetables. I'm talking about where it gets to that, that point of don't you want to be like your, your, your northern uh, 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 American friends living the life, you know, in the, in the, in the high life and you're, you know, they everything is automated and they're doing this and doing that. And then what really takes place is it's taking everything out of its natural order because why now the diet changes. Well, this is what they eat there and we want to be like them. That's success. I wish I'm, I'm doing air quotes as though everybody could see it, but that's success. You know, look, you know what? The rich, rich people eat this. Rich people do this. More successful people do this. Okay, that sounds nice. That's really cool. And then that's where things change because we start chasing after the Joneses. Oh, that's what successful people do, to sort of speak. And what happens? We see a change. We see a shift. So where at one point, you know, the farmer and the families around that they knew, you know, listen, we eat this at a certain time because it has the highest quality. It has the highest uh, nutritional rate, you know, information passed down from generations to let's pretend it's uh, the granddaughter and grandson of, of, of the farmer. Yeah, that's all nice and cool. But, you know, that that's. That's, that's what you all did. I'm, a, I'm all about this, this high life, this big city life, and there's a shift. And that's what, part of what took place. That's part of what took place is the fact of there was a mental shift out of what's good or what we know works versus success. <laughs> you know, and that, that's right. the problem. You know, right. that's... Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I don't know if you – have you ever heard of Weston Price, Weston A. Price? You ever heard of him? The name, the name sounds familiar. Well, he, um, he was a dentist back in the 1920s, and okay. he was a researcher for what we now know as the American Dental Association. He, did, he proved exactly what you're talking about. He actually traveled around the world, and one, one study he did in particular was in Switzerland – where you had these villages that were in the mountains and the same generations, uh, like brothers, right, would mm -hmm. one would stay home on the farm and eat traditional food that was passed down from generation to generation to generation, right? The other mm -hmm. brother moved to the city and started eating the, the, the new processed food, flowers and, um, and all the things that he would eat in the big city. 
the one that stayed home and ate traditionally because he was doing research on, you know, the dental side of this, his face formed differently, where he had a, a wider jawline, his teeth were straighter, had very, either zero or less what they call dental caries, so cavities and dental problems, mm-hmm. where the one that moved to the big city was the complete opposite, right? And the only difference exactly. for them was the food, right? And, and so, you know, my family and I, we've done, you know, the Weston A. Price Protocol. We did it for a number of years. We've kind of moved away from it some, you know, because we don't eat as much meat as it's on there or make the, the beef broth anymore and those type of things. But it's really cool understanding that. And as you described, you know, eating close to nature or close to earth or those things, it's, um, that's really what's, what's important. But, you know, is shopping at the farmer's market is important, you know, versus, you know, get, you know, getting some sort of, what they call conventionally grown foods, you know, versus organically grown or heirloom type type seeds and things like that. So um, all of those things, things are important. They're, in, they're so important. And what I'm really trying to get to for your listeners, Scott, is the fact of, you know, at one point we, we were very, careful with the knowledge that we all had mm-hmm. you know with right. with humanity's knowledge and we we passed it down with a reverence with a a respect you know um farmers farmers were always respected why because they feed they feed the nation you know um healers and when i say healers and i'm i'm not going specifically in the physician perspective although physicians are definitely needed but the healers who knew how to use the herbs who knew what herbs would do what and would help so that you wouldn't have to go automatically to the physician you know what I mean or would help you until you could get to the physician those individuals you know these are the things that were so important and we passed them down and we taught them to one another, you know, our, our grandparents and, and uh, uh, great-grandparents passed these things down. And again, you know, what, what took place is we got, we got pulled away by shiny things, you know, like <laughs> that shiny car, that, that nice suit, those nice clothes, you know. Not, not to say that you can't have them, but when we started actually focusing more on those things and pulling away from the real treasures, which is this is going to do this for you. This is going to help your, your body, your insides, so that you will be strong and you will be able to live life. Because it's, it's amazing when you really look at the stories of how long many of our great-grandfathers and grandmothers lived. We're talking about people that lived until their 90s and the 100s sometimes, you know what I mean? And some of them were still in good shape. You know, they could still walk and, and do things and, you know, and breathe and live life. They might not have been um, as robust as in their youth, but they weren't, they didn't have the same exact issues that many of us have today. And, and this is something that, to tie it back into what you were talking about with nutrition, 
and to tie it back into uh, just the whole thing of fitness and why things are changing. This is why it's so important. This is why we're having this conversation. This is why you created, if I'm correct, your podcast, The Modern Longevity. The importance of it, Scott, is the fact of what you're doing, what, what I'm doing, what we're trying to do is we're, in a sense, pulling ourselves back to the root which is so right. so important. You know, we need it that. Is. You know, we need it. So how do you think your family has stayed so close to your culture, even though you've been here for multiple generations, versus how other people like, get so far away from, from their traditions? That is a good question, um, because I've watched many of my relatives um, become very – westernized westernized um and that's not a bad thing in the sense but it's it's understanding it's really understanding why it's so important to maintain who you are what you are and your culture uh everyone we we all have our own individual stories um every culture has its own individual story the reason it's so important for that is because there's a there's a great history that comes with that. We just talked about how you know our, our, our grandparents, great grandparents, they passed down this knowledge. And if you are not connected to that, you know, the, the, what's the old saying? You know, if you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. I think that's the the appropriate uh, yep. saying. That um, is, yep. I, I I would say that the reason I was so blessed is because my father and mother really looked at their youth and looked at their family and looked at how things were changing and they didn't like the direction it was going in. So what they did was they said, we need to make sure that we are putting in the principles that our children need that it seems like some of our relatives are pulling away from, you know, in, in chasing the, the brass ring. And that's a, that's actually a very, I'm going to call it the diamond ring. I don't want to call it brass. Cause I think, <laughs> you know, in today's language, it, it'd be a lot easier, you know, to, you know, I, I don't know if anybody would really chase a brass ring, but they're chasing that, that goal, that success, and they're chasing it really hard and they're forgetting a lot of other things along the way. And and it's easy to do that because most of us have that saying or thought in our head, when I get it, I'll be able to get everything back. I'll be able to start paying attention. I'll be able to do this and I'll be able to do that. If you're not doing it, you're not going to do it. If you're not putting in the time and the effort and the work, it's going to be so much harder later. So my parents realized that and they put a stop on it. Their stop was like, you know what, we're going to we're going to follow our principles and we're going to keep on going. And we're going to raise our children so that you know, they'll be able to know this is exactly where they come from and they're probably going to get hit with the shiny ring and they're going to want success, but we're going to do our damnedest to make sure that they understand 
one is better than the other. And I'm going to tell you, Scott, I had my moments. Oh, I had my moments. I had <laughs> some moments. I was definitely in my own rebellious state, like I think a lot of us are when we're getting older and we're getting away from our parents. You know, um, I was talking about it with my sister because she said the same thing. And there were moments I was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, no, uh, we're modern and reality, or I should say, yeah, reality strikes. It strikes when we're not looking and it always has a unique face. You know, we, no matter who your family is, you know, they could tell you all the right things. They can say all the right and good things, but it's always somebody that you least expect that comes back and gives you the same message that came from your, your family. And it leaves you with that, that look on your face like, oh, man, I knew this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, and I'm just, I'm blessed that, you know, I, I was able to, and I'm, I'm still able to take it in and say, you know what, you're right. You know, and I just try to stay close to that. So, and that's what, that's what I've been doing. And I, I try to keep on going in the positive direction and following those principles and looking for those principles in other places. You know, even if it's, say, uh, differently than how I was raised, if the principles are, are similar, well, let me see what's over here. You know, if, you know, if, for example, you're, you're, you practice keto, you know, so you're, you're telling me information and I'm like, all right, well, let me see what, what, what he has. And if I see there's a principle that I can relate in, I'm like, okay, then this is where I need to be. I might not do it totally like you, but I know there's something there because that principle is not just there by accident. That makes sense. Right. Right. So let's transition a little bit. I know you're in Philly. I haven't been back east since um, it's been two years since I've been back back there. And this is we're doing this interview uh, in September of 2020. So what's the climate like? Not so to speak, like the actual climate, but what's it like with COVID-19 in in your favorite favorite town? Um, it's a change. It's definitely a change. Summer was not like any summer that I've ever had in Philadelphia. Um, during the holidays, during the summer, it is extremely active in Philadelphia, extremely active. Um, I'm, I live next to the park. Uh, there's a, a park called Fairmount in Philadelphia, very large park, and it's nothing to see groups of young people and older people and families and couples and just filling the park all summer long, barbecues, random barbecues. And it was not like that at all. It was the quietest summer um, where it comes to activity that I've seen. Um, a lot of anxiety. Um, the people, uh, a lot of anxiety dealing with COVID-19. Um, and then to couple it with some of the the issues in the media with protest, 
Um, we we also were put on uh, uh, the I don't want to say lock. Well, we had a curfew. We had curfew a curfew for about two weeks um, because our center city or we we have an area called Center City, and that's where you know we all everybody goes to shop and everything. And there was a lot of looting and violence, and the uh, the mayor put a curfew on us. I I haven't seen a curfew in Philadelphia, I, honestly, ever. So big change. The National Guard was brought in, another change. You know, so it's like you're living in a movie and you're like, wow, what first of all, it's a pandemic. You see these things on TV, you know, and now you've got the National Guard telling you that you can't go in a certain area that you're used to going. You know, you're 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 hearing about uh issues between uh, different individuals in different sections of the city, and it's it, it was very disheartening. You know, very disheartening for for the city, especially for the city to be called the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. Right. You know, extremely disheartening. But we are a very resilient city. We are stru- extremely resilient. We're a very blue collar city. We've got a lot of pride. Um, a tremendous amount of pride, you know, because for us, we're only by train an hour away from New York. So, right. you know, our our whole thing is that, you know, our biggest competition or, or rather our big brother city is New York City. So with everything they're going through, if they can stand up, we can stand up too. Mm. So that was pretty much the sentiment. Uh, here in Philadelphia, you know, they're dealing with some hard things. We can take it, you know, and we'll we'll rally back. And that's that's what's slowly taking place. People are slowly rallying back, but it's 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 been difficult, you know. It's been a lot of uh, changes. Yeah, it has, you know, across the board, right? And it's um, it's good to get that perspective for what's going on in Philly and. Yeah, because Philly, I see it always as a as a city that has its own personality, you know. And, very much. You know, and <laughs> very I, much. I think a lot of that's, you know, we we captured a lot of that's been captured in, you know, movies over the years, right? And all those different things. And, and I know we were talking before we started recording that, you know, Philly is a, a big sports town, right? And oh yeah. And the and when the sports get canceled. You, you kind of run out of things to talk about, right? And you run out of distractions, right? Yes, yes, a, a lot. <laughs> Very easy. <laughs> um, it's, oh, man, you know, every when sports stopped in Philadelphia, I, I have a friend, and her and I are very close, and she, the first thing she did was she texted me. She said, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's no games. I'm, I'm at every game. And, it, and she was serious. She literally was in tears because mm-hmm. – you know, that's, that's what you do. You know, she's like, we support our teams, you know, so it was a big thing for her and and many others. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, this is a really interesting time, you know, and I've seen a lot of parodies on what it takes to survive, you know, in, in this different climate that we have. And very few people are talking about until recently what it takes to strengthen someone's immune system. And so I wanted to put you on the spot, you know, if you could give a couple tips to the listeners on what it takes to, you know, strengthen your immune system in case you are exposed to a virus as, 
you know, because some of the states, you know, on the East Coast are starting to pull back their, their mask mandates. That's over Florida and Georgia and one other state just pulled that back. So, you know, what can what can people do to strengthen their immune system, you know, you know, real quick? Well, so again, and I'm going to I'm going to say this before I, I um, answer. I am not a physician. Um, these are just what I think some of the basics that we can do to help ourselves and boost our immune system. Um, first things first, follow the basics, you know, exercise, or I should say movement, positive movement, walking, um, of course, maintaining the definitely the social distance rules and everything that needs to be, but being able to get out in a safe, uh, positive a- atmosphere, walking, um, if you're able to exercise in an area, you know, where the, it's a gym that has been open and they, you know, they put all the safety precautions that need to be placed in place, excuse me, um, or if you're uh, in a place where you can exercise on your own, you know, whether it's your house, whether it's a, a space that has, you know, because some gyms now have it where uh, you can actually come in and train in a certain area on your own. So, you know, look for those uh, opportunities. But if you're just in the house, you know, look, the stairs are there up and down the steps. You know, listen to your favorite song and just go up and down the steps, you know, to your favorite song is off. You know, maybe take a safe walk around the block. You know, um, movement is key because it, it, it gets your blood pumping and it helps your arteries, it helps your heart, it helps everything. That's, that definitely helps your immune system. Also, let's go back to nutrition, food. You need the proper nutrients, you need the proper uh, vitamins and minerals that help your body to uh, fight off infection, to fight off different things. So vitamin C, that's, that's key. Vitamin D. You need that, you know, so you might have to get a supplement if you're not going out as much, which is something also to, I would say, everybody should be careful of because many people have been in the house because they're afraid of COVID. So you might want to look up uh, a a good vitamin D supplementation or, you know, if you have a, a, a place that's safe, like your yard, like me, I work out in my yard all the time, all the time. Um, it's, I've been doing that pre-pandemic so you know i was able to set up my own my own thing but um get as much sun as you can in a safe way that also helps um like i said making sure drinking good water you know staying hydrated another thing of it is is this might seem like it's not as important or how it might not relate but Take some time out away from social media. Take some time out where, you know, you kind of put the electronics away and let your mind rest. That, that, Scott, that is a huge thing. We don't realize that anxiety and uh, uh, stress, those are the biggest things that pull us down that can help lower our immune system. You know, if you're you're worried about what's going on or you're paying attention to the millions of things that's going on via social media or the news or whatever, and it's overwhelming you, well, what's that do? It can make you depressed. 
can break you into an anxiety, a panic, and now your body has uh, got this stress, and, and it's, it's in that fight-or-flight mode. And when you're in that mode, you know, your body is creating uh, chemicals in your body that there, there's a reason why you're in that mode, <laughs> you know. And if you're not right. about to fight or, or run, you know, it's in you. You know, it's, it's your body was created so that it would go into that mode and then release that mode and release all the chemicals within that. I'm, I'm, I'm over, oversimplifying it, but I'm saying that to say that you want to try to keep your body in as calm and a balanced state as possible. That's the best way to make sure that your immune system stays ha- happy, healthy, and then Again, staying as close to nature as possible, you know, fruits, vegetables, you know, paying attention to yourself, getting that exercise, getting that movement in, all right, and knowing when to say no to the negatives. No, I'm not going to really pay attention to this right now. That's not really going to help me. You know, maybe I'll turn on my favorite television show instead, or maybe I'll read a book. Maybe I'll listen to my favorite song. Up, upping your, your, your feelings and upping your, your, your emotions and your mentality, you know, to a more positive level. That can definitely help your immune system. You know, um, I don't always like, again, to give specifics. Like some people say, you know, like Irish moss is, is really good and things like that. Well, again, everything is individualistic. And, you know, there are certain things we know that definitely help. But I don't like to do that because, again, you know, there's so much going on with all of us that I say look up certain things, but follow the basics. So the basics, again, I will tell you is get good exercise, drink water, make sure that you keep your mental health in as high a point as you can. Um, and, again, uh, what was the other part? That, that, that would basically be it. Yeah. That's great advice. Super great advice. So tell me about the Day Off Fit podcast. Tell me about that and what's going on with it and what your plans are. Oh, wow. All right. Um, So we are now in our, I do believe it's our seventh or eighth season. Um, And we are now in the process of changing or adding, I won't say change, adding platforms uh, to our broadcast so we're on youtube we are on basically every where every um wherever you can listen to a podcast spotify Mm -hmm. google play itunes um but we're now stretching out to being on roku television that's our new endeavor uh we've been working towards that for a while uh talking with some individuals uh really pushing the envelope uh, there's a network that is being started called uh, Live, Prosper, and Thrive. And, excuse me, <clears throat> and they they have a channel on uh, Roku. So it's an independent channel, but that's going to be our first step to being, I guess you could technically say it's a, it's a television market because it's on uh, smart televisions. And, of course, we're spreading out to YouTube, Facebook, We've always been on these platforms, but more so just in the audio format. 
Now you'll actually be able to see yours truly and all the wonderful guests that we have. And we're continuing to push and and progress because we need this. All of us need this, Scott. <laughs> we need this. We need to have more conversations like what you're doing here. You know, we need to, to, to push and, and just talk more about what health and fitness truly is. Uh, many people that know I love the phrase, it's not just protein shakes and barbell plates, because it's not. It's so much more than that. You know, so much right. more than that. It's, it's, it's hugs and kisses to your loved ones. It's knowing how to properly uh, use your finances. It's knowing when to eat the right thing versus when to say no to something else. It's knowing that you have an anxiety attack, you know, and how to deal with it. It's so much more. And that's where we're doing. We're in the process of trying to push that knowledge and break people out of the fact that fitness is just a small square and relegate it to one place, which is the gym. It's much bigger than that, much bigger. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more. That's how I came up with the term longevitarian because people were trying to always label what I was doing to lose weight based off my diet and exercise alone. You know, what did you do? What did you do? And I'm like, there's so many more things to this. And, you know, at the time I was a vegetarian and I was like, ah, so much more. I'm not a vegetarian. I'm a longevitarian. And it came out and I was like, wow, that's what I really am. And it's all these other things. And so I, I've really defined these uh, eight pillars that really go into that. And, you know, you're right. You said hugging and kissing your family and your friends is, is, uh, is that's part of it. That's connection. That's the eighth pillar. Um, and is having connection. And the connection is two things. One, connection with the earth, which is nature, which you talked about, the sun, and getting the negative ions from grounding, you know, uh, from the, the actual planet and not having any type of barrier between you and the planet and, and connecting with community. And so these, that's I, – I couldn't agree with you more. And so that's what you're getting with the podcast, is, you know, from you, is you're, you're, you're interviewing, you know – people to really kind of bring that to the forefront, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and it's a learning experience for me. It's a total learning experience for me because I get to talk with amazing people who are passionate. You know, I mean, there's, man, there's nothing more exciting than listening to somebody who's passionate about something. When you have something you're passionate about, but you meet somebody else that's passionate, you instantly uh, want to listen because you're like, wow, I'm passionate about this, and somebody else is passionate. Well, let me listen to it. You know, that person has a way of talking about things that will make, let's just say, the the, the most boring subject seem like it's uh, Star Wars. You know, you you just sit there and listen, like, wow, yeah, that's what really, you know. And um, I feel like communication uh, is one of the biggest things as human beings that we all have, we have to constantly work on, you know, we're constantly learning how to work on it. Uh, because again, we're, we're constantly growing. We're constantly learning new things about ourselves. So, you know, it, it, it's a, it's like being in a, um, I won't say a classroom, but it's like being in a Ted talk 
with some of the most amazing people all the time, you know, and getting to hear their stories and getting, getting to hear their, their backgrounds. I mean, just like when, when you were on the show, I mean, listen, you know, I, I had to make sure I talked because I was listening to your story and I'm saying to myself, wow, this, this is, this is an amazing guy. You know what I mean? And (laughs) I, I have to constantly remind myself to talk because it's like, I just want to listen because it's so much, you know, um, that I'm learning, you know, but I, I love, first of all, I love the name, the, the longevity. So you, you got to break this down for me. You got to break okay. this down for me. Like, you know, like you're, you're sitting there, like you said, you know, you, you're not a veg- vegetarian or you're, it's more than being a vegetarian. When did it just click? Cause I, did you have a, just a defining moment? You were just like, yes, I got it. Or, or yep. was it something that you always knew? Well, I didn't always know it. No, it was, it was, um, this was eight and a half years ago when actually this came to me. Uh, and I didn't do anything with it really other than, um, I, I did a couple things. And I'll tell you the story. I was actually working out in the morning. It was like five o'clock in the morning. I was a director of food and beverage at a hospital. I had just turned 40 and had lost 40 pounds for the second time. So I've yo-yoed my diet or my, my weight is yo-yoed um, plus or minus 40 pounds um, like more than once. And, and so I kept getting asked these questions. What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? And, and it came to me that morning I was working out and, you know, I didn't have a smartphone at the time. So I had to run over to a computer and like I typed in this word longevitarian and um, longevitarian.com was already taken at the, and and come to find out, it was in a book that was written, and this is on my about page on my website, where it was, I think it was 157 years ago, it was in this book, it was mentioning these people who were over 100 years old, and, and they were both pastors, and and it had one um, you know, routine really was similar to another longevitarian. And so this is a word that's not really in... Um, used in our in our language and so i bought modern longevitarian.com and and i've had it for eight years and didn't do anything with it i also now own longevitarian.com you know it's just that became available and i bought it um and so it's longevity plus tarian so like vegetable tarian pescatarian vegetarian um i don't know totalitarian right so whatever you know someone who you know, is, is focused on longevity, but, you know, for me, longevity is not so much that I want to live to be, you know, you know, the world record right now for a female is, um, this lady, uh, Kana Tantaka, she's 117 years old, you know, and, um, you know, I'm not saying that, but for me, it's more about extending our health span. And when you extend your health span, you're, you're going to extend your lifespan too, and I, I didn't even know the word health span, what it, what, that it even existed. So I always was defining it as extending the prime years of your life. Because, you know, you know, I'm 48, and you start looking at people when they start degrading, right, when they start really going right. downhill. And I just want to, you know, you know, not only myself keep building momentum, you know, and extending those years out. Because like I said, my dad got cancer at 55. His dad had to have gotten cancer around the same time if he passed away at 62. We don't really know when he got it at first. Um, You know, but what if I can make that 
you know, where I get prostate cancer at 85 or 95, right? Move it 30 to 40 mm-hmm. years out, you know, by doing things differently. But there's, there's just not one thing I can do, right? Because it, there's, it's in my genetics, but I can get my genes to express themselves differently. And, and I right. eat so much differently. That's one piece of it. You know, there's intermittent fasting. There's another piece of it. I exercise. My, parent, my, my parents really didn't. My mom taught some aerobics some when I was, I, you know, like elementary school, middle school, but they aren't regular exercisers, you know, or stretchers or, or those things. Um, never, never gone to the gym and stuff like that. I think my, the most my dad ever did was when he was in the military back in Vietnam. You know, and so, but then you look at really focusing on getting the proper amount of sleep that's right for me, Um, eating, you know, organic food, you know, Mm -hmm. versus McDonald's and, you know, and all the other stuff that that we've had over the years, you know, and um, healthier fats versus trans fats. And really paying attention to to those things, you know, um, you know, having connection with community, you know, not wearing shoes everywhere I go. You know those those type of things, and and so that's where, so it's an all encompassing, you know, you know, platform to say all of these things matter. Well, like some people really go deep on one thing. You talked to Patrick McKean, he talked about breathing and Buteco breathing. You talked about Wim Hof, he talks about you know breathing, cold exposure, and and doing yoga, doing you know stretching. Um, you know, but he doesn't talk about, you know, going into a sauna, even though he goes into a sauna to warm up, he doesn't talk about the benefits of that. Or like Rhonda Patrick will talk about the benefits of going into, you know, you know, into a, a Finnish style sauna. Um, and also, um, you know, the, the benefits of eating Brussels sprouts, not Brussels sprouts, excuse me, mm-hmm. broccoli sprouts, right? Not Brussels sprouts, broccoli sprouts, and how they have right. more sulfur in them, Right. Um, than, than, than they do when they're a full-grown plant, you know? And so this is, for me, it's like really having this broad spectrum of where all these things influence genetic expression. We're not held to the genes that were given to us or the, deco- or the hand that was dealt to us by mom and dad. We have agency here. We have control over these things, and we, we just got to, you know, do what's right for us in the moment and, and do have the best diet for us, get the best sleep for us, drink about the right amount of water for us, you know, do breathe the right way, nasal breathing versus being a mouth breather and do all those type of things. So. You know, it's, it's, I love, I love to hear you talk about it because you said some key words again, for you, for you, you know, indivis, indiv, individualistically for you, you know, and, that's what we really have to get back to because, again, we're in, in this generation, it seems like, you know, it's easier to be cookie cutter. You know, you, you make me think of uh, one of my old mentors, and it's always interesting. I, I'd never really felt good about this, but they used to always say, copy and then innovate. And I, and I always felt so... It never sat well with me. I understood it, but I didn't like it. And I was like, why, why am I copying? You want to copy what's good and then innovate. And I'm like, uh, okay, why don't I just do what feels good and then slowly innovate as well? You know, and I always got the, 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 oh no, you don't know. That's not how it works. 
you know. Now I'm not saying it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't copy certain things and in and, and be innovative. I'm not saying that, you know, it doesn't work for everybody or that you should. I'm just saying that when we get into this mindset of copy, 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 paste, 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 copy, copy, paste, paste, paste. Now add a little bit of a change and now you you're doing it. And then we're looking at the world and we're saying, well, why is it so many people aren't happy? Why are so many people aren't successful? Why is that person sick? Why is that person who is successful depressed? Why is that person over there just, you know, not living the best life possible? You know, and, and, and at the same time, we're, we're getting hit with these barrages of slogans, live your best life. Live your best life. I love that one. Right. Live your best life. You know, and when you find the people that say it the most, I guarantee you, when you really look at them behind the scenes, you're like, well, are you okay? Not really. Not all yeah. of them. But you know what I mean? It's just that individual person that we are inside. We have to start feeding that person. We have to start uh, allowing that person to be who they are. And I, I like, I lo- love the fact of what you're doing with your with your podcast, and I love the name, the long longevitarian, and I'm gonna learn to say it correctly, <laughs> you know. But you know, I, I I I love it, man, because it's you. Thank you. It's totally you. It, it is. You know, you know. I mean, ever, ever since I met you, you know, via uh, uh, our our interviews and things like this is you. And when I saw it, I was like, that's him. That's him all together, one hundred percent, you know, and you can feel it. And I'm 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 proud of you, man. You know, when I knew you were gonna go into podcasts, I was like, Oh, he's gonna be fantastic. Cause you already got it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, I started with the restaurant general manager podcast and I you know, there's ten episodes of that out there and, and um but when I got furloughed, uh I um you know, I was like, wait a minute, I don't really think about restaurants. I don't think about leadership. I don't think about the only carryover really is, you know, um, you know, emotional intelligence. Um, mm-hmm. Because when you went to go, when you go to living full time with your family, you've got to really mm-hmm. like tap into, you know, where am I at emotionally? How am I reacting to this? And where's my EQ score? You got to really, really do those things. And I really appreciate your, your support and you, you saying all those things about me, but um, it really, really is, um, is flattering. You know, I go back to what you said about to the copy and innovate. You know, what I use is Bruce Lee said it this way, and you may have heard this before. It's a very popular quote by him, which is absorb everything, keep what is useful, discard what is not, and make it uniquely mm-hmm. your own. And that's true. That's really what I live by, right? It's like, you know, I, I you know, I, I read the book and did convict conditioning for a while, which is basically this progressive way of doing calisthenics. And you're working on push-ups and pull-ups and bridges and squats uh, and uh, leg raises and, um, you know, these big six, right? These, and I'm, I always mm-hmm. forget one of them, but there's, there's these big six oh, uh, handstands. And you're trying to do this progression Handstand, where yeah. you can build up to where you're doing a one-arm push-up and a one-arm pull-up and a one-legged squat and standing to bridge to standing again and these you know leg raises where you can toe touch on the on the bar and you're building this progression right. Well, I still use elements of that today, even though that's what I did eight years ago, and which was 
part of what you talked about, the explosion of calisthenics on YouTube, right? That really kind of mm-hmm. came out of that uh, Dragon Door and, you know, was it, who was it? Uh, Al Cavada is one of the Al guys Cavada, that really yep. does the – yeah, does the bar stuff in the, you know, in the in the urban parts of, you know, New York. And, you know, those guys are killed. It really came out of that. But, you know, the same thing, you know, for, you know, diet, you know, like where am I at with, with that, right? Well, it's like I did keto for a long time, hardcore keto. But now it's really like I'm plant-based, but it's, you know, you got to add a lot of fat into there. But where are the nutrients and in eating all that fat, right? So it's like I have to find balance with that but I still don't do gluten and I still don't do sugar so it's like I absorb Mm -hmm. that you know I'm keeping what is useful um, I'm discarding what is not which is right now you know meat and and then making it uniquely my own and really kind of kind of building that piece and and this is what I this is why I think we're all individual and, and why we need to all have our own individual approach and no one size fits all or one size fits most really is going to work. And is the two no. things. One is, is that our pre our programming, subconscious programming or our beliefs that we have around all of these things is different for each person. Okay. That's right. That's the first thing you, so you have to start mentally with what you believe and where you are and then progress to a certain place. Right. That's, That's I mean, true. like, I, I mean, I hate to admit this, but, you know, you know, every day in high school, so 180 days a year times four years, the only day that I did not eat hamburger and french fries for lunch was the day they have pizza in the other line. Mm. So mm. let's say once a month they had pizza. So you take out, what, eight? I had 172 burgers for lunch for four years in a row. Wow. Okay. Right. That's where I started. Right. Right. And you think that the fact that the high school had a hamburger French fry line, did they serve hamburgers and French fries in every day anyway, told you that they were focused more on making people happy than making them eat healthy. Right. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Right. 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 So that's where I started from mentally. So when I said, hey, I need to lose weight, I had to really start and progress in a different way or, you know, do, you know from a different starting point than everybody. So this, everybody has a different starting point based on where they're mm-hmm. at. And number two is true health starts in the gut, and everybody's microbiome is different, okay? That's Take right. myself, for instance, right? Where does the microbiome come from? Where our microbiome comes from a download um, from mom when you're mm-hmm. born is coming through um, through the birth canal. Okay, you get this download. Well, guess what? I was born with a C-section, so I didn't get mm. the full download from mom. Plus, um, my diet was terrible, so it didn't feed the microbiome, didn't do all those type of things, and because I had chronic sinusitis. I can't even tell you how many rounds of antibiotics that I've had my entire life, okay? Mm. And antibiotics kill all the good and the bad parts of the microbiome, okay? And the last time that I took antibiotics, which was probably about 13, 14 years ago, I remember getting thrush, which is a yeast growth on your tongue, right? Which is what Mm. kids get, babies get a lot of times. 
So I have, I'm having to, to start at a different place, not only mentally, but I'm having to start at a different place with the microbiome, which is much larger than even our own um, uh, body itself in terms of the number of cells that are in there. And so the way I eat to grow and build and fortify my gut and the microbiota of, that I have is different than someone who grew up eating as a vegan like you, culturally right. Moroccan food, because your parents held on to that and really taught that to you. So that's why mm -hmm. you could probably eat something or do something and it impacts you differently than someone like me because I'm starting at a different place, not only physically but mentally as well. Right? So that's, that's why right. it's individualized is because those two core things. And so why did I focus on breathing? Because I started developing uh, exercise-induced asthma as an adult in my 40s. I'm like, well, I get, well, okay, what can I do? This is what's happening to me, so what can I do? Well, let's focus on breathing. It even goes any deeper than that, right? So all these things are happening to me that happened to my mom and my dad in certain ways, and I'm working on ways to express those genes differently by learning to do different things. So I didn't mean to get up on my soapbox there, but that's really where, where all no, that comes but from. You, but you know what, Scott? The truth of it is is that we need to get more on these soapboxes. And when I say that to anybody that's listening, I don't mean by, you know, talking at you. But that it, this is a journey. This is a journey. This is the journey about you. Because what you're going to learn about you is going gonna, gonna, to uh, uh, impact me and teach me vice versa and it's going to affect your children and it's going to affect my children and what's going to take place is the fact of again humanity we grow we change we adapt the right. world of let's just say 1980 is no more and i'm just giving it that <laughs> you know that year but everything the, even the air how the air used to be back in that time is different than it is now mm -hmm. So yep. what what are we going to do as we change and go along? And then we're doing these things and we're learning and we're like, okay, well, this works for me. And not to mention as we travel, you know, so, so you, you know, you, you have a, a son, you have two sons, your son. Right, a son and a daughter, son and a daughter. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have yeah, a son yeah, and a daughter. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. All right. But you yeah, have no two works. children. All right. Mm -hmm. One goes to say uh, uh, Italy. Moves to Italy, okay? The other one moves to, I don't know, let's say New Jersey, right? Two different places, two uh, drastically different uh, 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 environments, all right? Right. Now, mm -hmm. somebody comes down with something. Dad, I need some help. They're saying, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming down with this, that, and the third. But I didn't have it when I was at home with you and mom. And what do you do from based on everything that is that you've learned? You're like, okay, well, listen, remember what we did this? Why did we do that? Why did we do this this way? Break this down. Is this in your area? Are you, do you have access to this? What's in your area? What is, what's around you? You can now do that with your children because you did the work. You did the work right. and you started it and you're like, you know what? This is the questions that need to be asked. So now they can get back and say, you're right. All right, so what did dad say? Okay, well, when I was living at home, this is what we did. So let me see. Let me go find this. Oh, 
all right, well, they don't have this, but what else is in the environment? Oh, okay. This is in my environment, which wasn't in my home environment. So how do I get this away from me? I can't get away. So what else can help me build up an immunity to that? This is that individual mindset. But because you put in the work to ask those questions of yourself and, and find out, wait a minute, you know, why, why, why is my father and my uncle and my mom, why are the people I love dealing with this, this situation with cancer? Why are they dealing with this situation here? Hmm, something's not right. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's what we all have to do. We all have to ask these questions. We all have to put these out here. We all have to think about it. I wear glasses. So is my father. So is my mother. I'm constantly thinking, you know, my, my grandma, my great grandma, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. So what do I need to do to build up my eyes so that I don't have to wear glasses or my children don't have to wear glasses, you know, or, or something has to change. You know, we're asking these questions and it, Again, not getting caught up in the fact of the diamond shining ring in the sky and what's really important. And, and that's what you're doing. You know, that's, that's what I see is what your, your show is doing and what your lifestyle is doing of being a modern longevitarian. And I, I have to yeah. applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, I, I want to go back to what you're saying about being a podcast guest. I mean, we've been on the phone. We haven't recorded the whole time. We've been on the phone for um hour and 45 minutes. And just think of we're having a one-on-one conversation, right? Right. It's really what it is, right? It's a one-on-one conversation. I haven't looked at my phone. I haven't checked my email. I haven't looked on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You know, nobody's knocked on my door in the office. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing is that we are getting to, you know, as podcast hosts to learn from – a person and giving them our undivided attention, which is really, yep. I think the whole benefit of this, of this thing, because we're having a conversation deeper on a deeper level than, than we ever, ever would. And, and it's, and it, I think that every guest that I've ever interviewed, I know, I know, I don't think, I know that every guest I've ever interviewed um, has changed me in some way on a deep level. It's a, it's a, it, it's a good change, isn't it? Don't you feel it? <laughs> oh, oh gosh, yeah. I mean, every one of them, right? I mean, has been, has been. You know, I mean, I can even I can look at you know Marvell Allen, who I interviewed about emotional intelligence, and she's and she said, no, you don't want to suppress your emotions; you want to experience your emotions. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and we were, I was interviewing her on emotional intelligence. She was telling me that I need to experience my emotions, and I'm like, up until that point, I thought, well, I, I'm trying to you know, suppress it and respond, you know, not react, but yet respond. Right. And then I can, the one that just came out last week on modern longevitarian with, uh, Andrea Wilson Woods, she introduced me to, I've never heard this before the platinum rule. We all heard of the golden rule where you do unto others, you can have them do unto you, but the platinum mm-hmm. rule is to treat others the way they want to be treated. I'm like, okay, yep. that's next level stuff. Right. And that's like, <laughs> It, you know, I found myself that night after I re-listened to the podcast, you know, going, wow, my wife really likes to have the kitchen clean when she wakes up. And so I'm going to clean the kitchen before I go to bed. So it's, it really, I'm treating her the way that she wants to be treated. And, um, and so the, it just is super impactful 
on that alone, not even, you know, getting other people to listen to it and having this many downloads and whatever impact you are, or whoever this advertise, you know, a- advertising you have on here or sponsors or those things. It's, it's a, it's a personal development, you know, one-on-one and learning the best you, that you can learn from another person that they have to give. And it's an amazing process. It is. It is. Um, when you asked me in the beginning how I got started, you know, to be a personal trainer, there, you know, there was a lot more that I admitted. I know I, it was a long story, <laughs> but there was a lot more that I omitted. And the fact of it is, is that, you know, during that journey, I would ask people questions. And it took me a while before I could find the people that had enough passion, self-confidence, and belief and faith in themselves and a higher uh, being that they actually could say, listen, this is what you need to do. And they didn't feel that it was taking away from them. And that's also what started me on the journey to do podcasting. Because, you know, uh, having having uh, other opportunities to sit down and talk to counselors and sit in trainings and um, uh, learn other things and get certifications dealing with uh, mental health first aid and which opened up my mindset to the fact of, you know, as we can talk about fitness, nutrition, but you know, what's really amazing. How many people hear these things, but there's something in them that stops them from going forward because something took place when they were a teenager or a child and they, they're still not, you know, they don't know how to deal with that trauma. They, they were embarrassed in fitness class in school or they, they're not comfortable when they go to the gym. They feel like everybody's looking at them or, you know, something, something took place somewhere where they're like, when it comes to health and fitness, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, and then you get into that mindset of the fact, oh, this is about the mind. This is all mental, you know? I mean, and it, yep. the, the comical thing to me about this is that you and I can have this conversation. I've seen random people, you know, on the street. I'll have a conversation with a friend, and they'll say, what are you talking about? They might come up, you know, whatever, or they might know the individual or know me. And, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we're talking about, you know, fitness and things like that. And they're like, eh, man, but, but y'all were talking about spirituality. It's the same thing. What? what, what? It's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it, getting out of that, that whole thing of it's, again, it's one thing. It's not. It's not because each one touches one more so often than we think. Wait, not even more so often, just in general. They all touch each other. Someone is listening to this podcast, your show right now, and they're saying, you know what? I really want to try those, but I want to try what they're, what they're talking about, but I'm still dealing with this other issue. Well, guess what? Right. The first step is deal with that issue. Take it one step at a time. But know that if you know that you have to deal with that issue, you're already on the cusp 
of walking that road to being fit because that's a part of it and and that's that's all it is it's it's all one big circle you know and and it it's i'm 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 blessed because again like you said to have this one on one and then to sit down with other individuals and hear them talk and i'm like wow okay you know what i mean it's 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 me it's that young me again sitting down looking for those people who have answers for me when I just wanted to learn how to deadlift properly. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. all I wanted to do. I just wanted to learn how to deadlift properly, properly. And, and then all of a sudden, wow, I'm here and I'm talking to this mm. individual and he's telling me the reason he can deadlift is because it's not so much my body. It's my mind. What? Get out of here. Get out yep. of here. Yeah, seriously. What? Yep. <laughs> it, it, it's incredible, man. It's incredible. It is. I listened to Wim Hof on the Tim Ferriss show four and a half years ago. And the next morning, I walked out with two less layers on than I normally do to, to shovel snow. What changed mm-hmm. inside of me? Only my mindset that it was that somebody right. else had done it and that means that if if he can do it i can too and that, i think that's the biggest thing like we all need this roger bannister right somebody had to break the mm-hmm. four minute mile first right yep and then 32 people broke the four minute mile uh in the next year but not until somebody said it was possible and proved that it was possible and yep. the same thing same thing happened you can go outside with no shirt on and shorts on and a pair of boots and hike up to 17,000 feet on Mount Everest. Well, Wim Hof did that, set an ice bath for two hours, okay? That means if he can and it's no, and he's no different than I am, then I can do it too, right? That's right. And the same thing for That's the right. deadlift, right? If one person can yeah. lift, then, an- then another person can lift, right? And so um, you just like – and if you throw that in combination with – uh, David Goggins, he says that most people quit at 40%, right? Yep. And, right. and, and so what happens is, is that there's 60%. When, you, when your brain's telling you that you can quit or you should quit because it hurts or it's this or that, whatever reason your brain's telling you, you've got another 60% left in your body that is capable of doing. And that's, that's true. And, and so we're just shortchanging ourselves in a, in, a, in a lot of ways. So, again, we, we can go on forever here. Um, before I ask my last question, um, Sunmoon, where can you be found online? I can be found uh, on my – wow. Now, now see, let me see if I can remember it, my Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can be found on Instagram at the Body Alchemist. It's spelled the – underscore body b-o-d-y underscore a-l-k-a-m-i-s-t um i can also you can also find us at day la fit which is day underscore l-a underscore f mm, fit podcast uh we're we're on both uh like i said all the major media platforms we're on um uh facebook 
at they love it podcast we are also on uh twitter at they love it podcast so and if you google us we'll, we'll pop up and if you want to talk to me you know you can definitely email me at daylafit13 at gmail.com my phone is always next to me i'm looking at it right now as some emails are, are pinging um so you know we'll definitely get back to you if you have a question or you know you just want to reach out and i'm always i'm always interested in talking with people you know and answering questions whereas health fitness based or you know even dealing with the show i find it um it's, it's just fun for me and it's always educational for me mm, that's awesome and I'll put all those links in the show notes. So thank you, thank you, Sun Moon. I, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, I ask everybody this one question at the end of the podcast, and is this: if you could give only one piece of advice for someone to extend their health span or the best years of their lives, what would that advice be? <sighs> find your purpose find your purpose in life if you don't know continue to search um because when you find and you know your purpose it just everything links together um and don't be worried it doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter what you're doing continue to search for your purpose in life because the moment that you do or if you know it already everything else that's going to come to you whether it is it see whether it seems like an obstacle or not trust me your your whole mindset is going to change because you're going to know that you're on the journey of your purpose believe me it is it's it's totally different even the individuals that you'll come in contact with you know, you're going to, you'll have a different perspective as to why, you know, relationships, you, you, you'll have a different perspective as to who you are and who your partner is, you know, it's, it's, it's freeing and it's empowering. So definitely know your purpose. If you don't know it, do everything you can to find it. You know, sit down, write out a list, ask yourself questions about the, the positives and your negatives, but look for those positives and follow them. That would be my advice right there. Definitely know your purpose in life. Mm, that is so, so powerful. And I, you know, nobody's heard this but me at this point, and I'm telling you, I needed to hear that, and I want to say thank you for for that being your answer. That was absolutely uh, amazing. Thank you very much. And You're welcome. So, Sunburn, You're welcome. I just want to thank you very much, and I just want to say thank you for uh, coming on the podcast. It's been a, a pleasure to um, to have you on. Oh man, you, you listen, you know. Anytime, anytime you want me to come on or what have you, all you guys say is, listen, I want you to come on. And I'm going to be here. <laughs> You're one of the few people. You're one of those few people, Scott. I'm like, listen, man, look, this is, this is my brother from another mother. So anytime. All right, my man. And um, when we're in the same town, we're going to have to meet up and uh, 
and uh, shake each other's hand. It, I don't care what six foot rule they have, right? So <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. Same here. All right. Thanks again. Take care. You as well. The statements expressed in this podcast are not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Thank you for listening to The Modern Longevitarian. Please show your support by giving us a kind review and subscribing. You can also learn so much more about increasing the quality of your life today and the quantity of your life tomorrow at our website, modernlongevitarian.com. You can also join our private Facebook group at the link in the show notes. Come back next week for another amazing episode of The Modern Longevitarian.